Welcome to the Lavoni and Sarah podcast where we chat weight loss, health, well-being, recipes, weekly challenge, and do a little oversharing of our own stories to hopefully help and inspire you to squeeze a bit more juice out of life. I'm Lavoni. And I'm Sarah. And on today's episode, How to Lose Weight, Eating the Food You Love, we have a very special guest and social media sensation, Benji Xavier. Benji, welcome to our podcast and thank you so much for joining Lavoni and me today. For those of you who don't know Benji, he's lost 100 pounds, 45 kilos or seven stone, eating foods that he loves by creating delicious and easy recipes, which he shares with his 4 million or so followers. We've got lots of questions for you, Benji, so get ready. What we love about Benji is his lost weight, but without fad diets and instead focuses on whole foods. You, you know, being mindful of uh, his caloric intake, but not obsessing about dieting. At least that's what it seems, Benji. For, you know, for you. Sarah, yes. you got questions? I have. I was going to say, we're going to launch into the question, but do you want to give us a very brief overview about, mm-hmm. um, you know, about your story and about what you do on your sort of social media accounts? Do you want to do that first before we dive into the questions? Sure, sure. So hello, everyone. I'm Benji Xavier. As Sarah mentioned, I lost 100 pounds. Naturally, no medications, no surgery, even though people love to accuse on the internet. Yeah, But right, it was just all by just by eating cleaner and being more mindful of what I'm putting into my body and a little bit of working out. Um, And I started sharing recipes that worked for me on my weight loss on social media and it just kind of took off. So I've got a question. I think my first question to you would be, was was there one major event or something that motivated you when you were in that position of being 100 pounds heavier, so very overweight, that made, you know, sparked you into eating differently and wanting to take, you know, the first steps on this journey? Um, I had just gotten back from vacation in Florida and it was getting to a point where I went shopping for clothes because prior to that, we had been in quarantine. So mm-hmm. I wasn't going anywhere. I was locked up at home. It was my senior year of college, which I was so stressed out. I gained some weight and then quarantine hit the pandemic. I gained even more weight. So by the time the quarantine was over and, you know, we were starting to get back to normal life, we went on a vacation and that's when it just really hit me when I started kind of going back into the real world and mm-hmm. how big I had gotten. Clothes weren't fitting. I was trying to go buy for clothes and buying clothes for bigger people is almost impossible and they don't yeah, really offer a lot ugly. of options. Yeah, they're they're so ugly. They're ugly. Mm. Like I was dressing like a 50-year-old man yeah. because it was so hard to find clothes. And um, also, I just didn't feel good anymore. In every sense of the yeah. word, I didn't like how I looked and I just didn't physically feel good. Like going up a couple of flight of stairs was just the oh, most daunting task. Give me oxygen. yeah okay so that was that was really what then made you just have this mental shift Uh yeah could you cook before you started doing this like did you like to cook or did this make you get in and cook I've always known how to cook I learned when I was a teenager but I wasn't making anything fancy and I wasn't cooking all the time either Um, but so when I started this journey, that's when I really started getting more into it and really exploring different recipes and just spending a lot more time in the kitchen, Mm -hmm. but I always knew how to cook just the basic things. Okay. Right. Were there things that, oh, go on. Sorry, go go on, Sarah. No, 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 you go. No, I was going to say, did you have to change anything at home to help you be able to do that? So if you weren't cooking massively before, but now obviously this is something you really got into, did you have to change anything in your home setting to, to enable that? Oh yeah. Um, 
no I didn't keep any like temptations at home so no mm. no snacks no Oreos no Chips Ahoy none of that yeah. that you would normally you know you get bored and I'm the type of eater I mean I'm the type of person that I get bored I'm an, I want to eat so right. I'll go downstairs I'll look around and if, if I'll find something I'll eat it all so I stopped buying snacks and thing and like high calorie drinks that would keep me you know eating yeah. all day that's Boredom. a big thing isn't it the drinks too a lot of people yeah. drink their calories and they think that they don't think about it as much as what they would if they were eating them. Yeah. Yeah. And personally, I was a big soda drinker. So right. I mean, just all the sugar in one can of soda plus the calories. And I might drink like what, six in a day. So oh, once God, I, really? I, okay. Yeah. Even just so eliminating what? that must've made you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So once okay. I switched to eating cleaner, I was like, all right, even now, like, even if I go out and I have a cheat meal or eat, you know, something that people would consider a cheat meal, um, I don't drink my calories. It's just unnecessary. Yeah. yeah that's I'm used so to, like, true. I'll drink a Diet Coke. Yes. I'll drink a Diet Coke. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. um, I've just gotten used to the flavor of it. <laughs> yeah. I love, because I absolutely love potatoes and I love it when Benji uses potatoes, if I see a, a video that yeah. you've done. And people comment like, shock, you lost all that weight and you're eating potatoes. And I'm like, okay, potatoes aren't the enemy. And Sarah, I think I've told you this story before. I was working on a photo shoot and this one girl was like, oh, I haven't. I said, do you want to try this? It was like a recipe we just shot. Do you want to try it? She goes, I haven't eaten potatoes in five years, but she was <laughs> drinking a Mountain Dew. And I'm like, seriously, like potatoes aren't the enemy. And that's what, yeah. uh, you know, I, I mean, throughout the whole process is that what you just decided to do that you weren't going to cut whole food groups out of your diet like starches like, it happened you... as I was doing more research because this time right. around because I had always struggled with my weight and you know so I would like gain weight and lose a little bit and gain even more um by doing like fad diets and all this stuff so this time around, I decided that I wasn't going to torture myself and I was just going to try to go about it in a way that was easier for me, mm. which ended up working. Um, and prior to this weight loss journey, I did have that idea of like, I can't have rice, I can't have potatoes, I can't have carbs because I, that's just, it's going to make you fat and it, or it's going to keep you from losing weight. So I was doing a lot more research this time around. And that's when I just realized that potatoes aren't that high calories and your body needs calorie. I mean, carbs, I say that all the time, but I mean, mm -hmm. your body needs carbs for just basic functioning. Right. Um, but just a little bit of research will show you that you can eat carbs and still right. lose weight. You just be mindful it's of how much you're eating. And I think there's a difference between eating a it. baked potato. Yeah. yeah. There's a difference between eating a baked potato and eating French fries. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And like rice, that's another thing. I don't know if you've ever been to Asia, but I, I've never saw fat people in Asia. You know, it's right. not the rice's fault. It's all the other shit, you know? Right. And that's what I'm, people have to realize. And it's like calories, you know, calories it all comes down to the calories. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody else says. There's so much misinformation out there that, you yeah. know, you just have to do you really. Hey. It's Sorry, all really just a numbers game. Right, right. I, I was watching um, one of your uh, videos recently and you were talking about volume as well and, you know, swapping spaghetti, like regular spaghetti or regular pasta mm. out for, you know, squash spaghetti and the right. fact that the volume of that, is that something, because I think I 
recognize that in myself you can limit yourself for really only a short period of time can't you and then you just get that hunger situation so is that something you do more often now try and think about the volume as well and what you're getting like the bang for your buck sort of thing with with the calories exactly yeah because I've been I've been before uh in that situation where I'm like eating very little not eating enough to try to lose Mm. weight out of desperation and that backfires horribly every single time because you I mean you're basically putting yourself in like a starvation mode yeah and you end up eating everything in sight and you become upset yeah you become obsessive with the thought of food because you can't have it and I'm the type of person I'm like if I can't have something I want it even more yeah so right um, yes I think we're Especially all a bit food, like, like that. that's a basic necessity. Everyone needs mm-hmm. to eat. Like it's just human nature. So it's easy to become obsessive with the thought of food when you can't have it. So um, volume eating really was a game changer. Mm-hmm. Like um, Sarah mentioned with um, the spaghetti squash. That's a great bang for your buck. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. And just lots of adding lots of veggies in, in there too. Yeah. I'm not difference. saying you can't have pasta. Of course you, I mean, right, I make pasta right. all the time. Mm. I just make protein pasta so I can, you know, get more benefits out of it right right yeah 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 so So i was gonna say i was just say do you think you find that automatic now benji so you know have you got into a mind space now where you find this automatic that you move to that sort of choice within your food rather than perhaps the old way where you might have gone to a big mound of the regular spaghetti or just not thinking about the calories you're taking is that is that pretty smooth yeah it's pretty smooth now it's just automatically i've been doing it for over a year now i think Mm -hmm. i'm going on to two years of just eating cleaner and I mean I go grocery shopping and I just get vegetables protein it's just automatic I don't really Mm -hmm. think about it much you don't have to do that back and forth you know that because I'm sure that happened at the start that you know the arguing in your head I want that no don't have it you know it's like the devil and the the devil and the angel sitting on your shoulder do do you think um now since you've lost weight that people uh, treat you differently do you just find that um oh yeah people you know it's it's the weirdest thing to experience um I have to say I probably experienced it on a more magnified level than most people because I've been an online personality for a while Mm -hmm. now and I I had an audience before I lost weight and Mm -hmm. then I I grew even more after switching my content to the recipes so I was making like comedy content back in 2020, 2021. And I was bigger. I was obese at that time. And I went through my weight loss journey, but I continued making the same content. But suddenly all the comments started switching to, oh, he's not fat anymore. You're not funny. <laughs> because suddenly people, you know, people love being fat made me funnier because I looked funnier to them. So suddenly I'm making still the same joke, same video styles, but I just wasn't as funny anymore. Um, but that didn't bother me. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. And Good. online and in person, I wasn't treated differently by like my family or friends, but extended family and acquaintances. Definitely. There's a stark difference that I noticed. Like, they would definitely make comments about me when I was bigger. And then suddenly, oh, he looks great. You look amazing. What did you do? Right. So, right. so happy you lost all that weight. Just constant complimenting both online and in person. And I mean, being online as a big person, you really have to have some thick skin because people will just abuse Did you they for really? existing. Oh, absolutely. Did they really? Yeah, see, I didn't know. I, I originally saw you in one of your videos where you were cooking. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. 
And then I read some of the comments and people were like, oh, that phone or something, I don't know, that walkie-talkie, whatever it was that made that noise. Um, oh, yeah. now I get it. That's who he is, right? Yeah, so I, yeah. I didn't go back and and see it, look at the old stuff. But I can't believe people make nasty comments. Yeah, especially, and the crazy part is that they would go out of their way and they would um, send me direct messages, like direct messages just calling me like a cow no. and these crazy things. I never really cared what? because I, yeah, I mean, look, being a big person online, you have to not care what people say because it could really get to you. Um, what was I going to say? Sorry, I, I interrupted you. But then it just amazes me like that people, that, you know, I've read comments too when people have lost weight and then they're like, oh, are you sick? Or you now you're oh, yeah. too skinny. And I'm yeah, like, oh, as well. Sake, like yeah. it's like, do you you know, damned if you do, damned the if thing you is, don't. Everyone's really, got an opinion. Shut that out. Yeah, everybody an has an opinion. Yeah, and nobody cares about it. That's what they need to understand. I mean, it's nice, you know. There's lots of, um, you know, you have lots of really good feedback, you know. Yeah. But there's always those people, you know, got a potatoes are fattening, you know, that kind of thing. And I think they'll pick everything apart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that said, so what are the good bits then? So what are the, yeah, that's, that's kind of over the before and the after, but there's on the great side, but there there must be some real positive benefits you found within yourself. Do you, I mean, the way you feel and, and I guess like buying clothes, clothes, movement. I mean, for me, I think one of the things I'm interested in is movement because that's one of the things I think plays on my mind is I don't feel my movement is as good as it should be because I'm bigger than I want and should be. So have you found that better? I think for, um, for me, I have really high stamina now, not only because of the weight loss, but I also work out a lot, Mm -hmm. um, which helps a lot with that. Um, I probably have the most stamina out of everyone around me we'll go on trips and we'll be walking around and everyone needs to sit down and I feel completely fine but that's I know because I, I do a lot of cardio right right but just do you enjoy that from... did you enjoy yeah. do you enjoy that part that's good yeah sorry yeah. Sarah what's up I was to say but that presumably got a lot easier when your weight started to come down it's like one of those sort of vicious cycles isn't it the bigger you are the harder it is but yet the more benefit is going to start eating to it you've got to get that mindset yeah actually made a video about that because um oftentimes we see these people online these online fitness influencers or you know people giving advice on weight losing weight and they'll say to you well you work out six times a week and do uh 30 minutes on the treadmill walking walking on a 12 incline at a speed of three which is a very popular workout that people share online um what they don't realize though is that when you're almost 300 pounds or you're overweight that's really hard to do I remember that's one of the workouts that I started doing when I started going to the gym and I was like, I can't do this. And I, and I felt so bad because I'm like, I'm trying to, you would think walking at just walking would be easy. No, I was sweating out of breath. I could not do that. So I was like, all right, I'm not walking on an incline. I'm just walk. And then eventually with time, you work your way up and you're, you're able to do more with time. So I always tell people, don't try to mimic what you see online just use right. it as a guideline as inspiration but mm-hmm. you know just because you might see someone doing something doesn't mean that you have to go out and do that exact same thing start small small goals yeah. sarah and i talk about that all it the time is. out of interest yeah. can i just ask you how people reacted to you if you were in a gym working out when you were that size because i think that's one of those self-conscious feelings isn't it you're you're there you're trying to improve yourself but you're also like you described quite aware that you're not doing perhaps what other people would be doing 
how how were you received in the gym when you were bigger and you started your fitness journey I mean I don't think I noticed anyone treating me differently but I definitely felt very insecure yeah um you go to the you would think you go to the gym and you would see everybody like being not in shape but you go to the gym and everyone's in shape for the most part and I'm looking around and I'm like I don't know how to use these machines I don't want to be like judged for like using daunting. This machine yeah correctly so oftentimes I would just go online and like watch either TikToks or YouTube videos on how to use a machine so that I would go in there with more okay. confidence on how to use it and didn't have to, you know, because that made me insecure, just not knowing what I was doing. So yeah. I would do a little bit of research and then go in with the plan. That's a good tip. And ease, ease your way in because it could be overwhelming, especially if everyone around you is like eight packs and, <laughs> yeah. and being in the best shape of their life. What made you decide to start adding the um, dollar amounts into the recipe? Mm. I like that because I think people are always like, oh, it's too expensive to eat healthy, which just like drives me nuts. But so was it that kind of thing that made you start adding the dollar amounts in? That was exactly why I started doing that because um, I started getting comments like, oh, well, it's easy to lose weight when you have money, <laughs> um, which... I mean, when I started my weight loss, I was in a different place financially. And it's not like I'm a millionaire or anything, but I was definitely either unemployed or a minimum wage. I wasn't like transitioning at that point from jobs. <laughs> so I was definitely on a budget, um, but eating healthy can be, <clears throat> sorry, okay. eating healthy can definitely be expensive if you're buying everything organic and things like right. that. But it, yeah. you can also do it on a budget. And mm -hmm. you can grow stuff. That's what I yeah. do. You know, we grow like lots of things in the, in the summer months, right? Obviously yeah. New Jersey, Indiana, you can't do that year round, but that just, I think it's people, it's an excuse for people too to say that. And, you know, maybe somebody might disagree with me. I'm sure people will, but you can buy it like carrots are cheap. I yeah. think, you know, lentils are cheap. Mm -hmm. making you know chickpeas and you i guess can make it's the it's that adjustment for... to the the recipes that you're cooking and and the the food choices that you're making isn't it so right. if you yeah. try and replicate some of the meals that you're having before that weren't calorie you know conscious and try and replicate yeah. that in a, in a healthy way that can seem expensive but if you completely change the way that you're making things and the things the things you're looking at i suppose it's a bit easier but do you, that, do and you, portions too. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you know, three ounces of steak, you know, because you, you do your bulk. Oh, the thin steaks. So yeah. You, use thin steaks you, as you well. You can get you? like a one steak and, you know, that's a pound. And you're not going to eat that. Well, the people here do. You're not going to eat the whole steak. Really, that's four portions or at least three. Yeah. Portions. Mm. yeah. So, you know, that's a way of looking at it too. What were you going to say, Sarah? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I've now got it as well. Um, oh no! But I was going to ask you this. So, um, when you started on the journey and that you know that mind shift, I think we've talked about a lot. Consistency is one of those big mm. shifts, isn't it? So, do you find that something yeah. that really made that difference for you? Because obviously, the the food you're now showing us through the videos and the consistency that you're making these meals and the, the batch cooking is that something you would give as a bit of advice for people? That's probably my biggest tip um, is having like healthy food easily available to you because I mean, most people were really busy. We don't have time to cook all the time. So, you know, you get out of work, you're hungry. So, and if you don't have any, and you might be tired, you don't feel like cooking 
or you didn't go grocery shopping, well, you're going to stop at McDonald's and get something that's super high calories. And then that's just going to set you back a little bit. Um, so I always say having healthy food easily available is probably my biggest tip. Uh, so that's why I always recommend meal prepping. And I did a lot of meal prepping at the beginning. You did? Yeah, that's good. a lot of it. I think it is. I mean, it all comes down to mindset. People can go on any sort of diet, fad diet, whatever, but it comes down to mindset and going into it with small goals. Did you set yourself small goals and then go, okay, no, I've some... achieved that? Or did you just go, oh, there's the end, huge goal, straight line? I, <laughs> I... For the most part, I always tend to be like tunnel visioned and I look at okay. the overall big picture, but I had to learn not to be. And that's why I always tell people now, just take it step by step because it'll yes. make your life way much easier. Because, you know, if I if I start at the beginning and I'm like, I want to lose 100 pounds, that's not easy. You're right. losing between one to three pounds a week. And that's being like super generous, giving yourself two, three pounds a week or well, three pounds a week that's a lot. That's a lot. And it takes a lot of time. And I think once you think, well, I have to be on a diet, I have to lose weight. I have to be on this weight loss journey for people ask me all the time. They're like, how long did it take you? It took me slightly over a year. But if I were to think, I'm like, I have to do this for a year. You're not going to want to do it. Right. Yeah. It yeah. seems like the end is ne it's just not inside. You know, yeah. that's what we talk about. S Sarah says, if I can just focus on losing a pound a week, yeah, because yeah, we're learning mm -hmm. to not set massive goals for ourselves. Just yeah, yeah. Step, like you said, step by step. But Sarah said, yeah. you know, if if it's a pound a week, then by the time you get to the end of the year, if you start at the beginning, that's fifty two pounds. You know, and that's a lot exactly. of weight. And then if you yeah. get a bit more, you know, that's that's also hey. But that did that sort of picture you described there, Benji. I think it's very easy to have a bit of a a perfection mindset as well isn't it so you know when you set that whole one to three pounds a week and then it'll add up but in reality it, that journey often isn't like that is it did you experience that like the ups the downs the the slightly more challenging times I think could you just talk through that for people just to explain really what that year looks like yeah so um I think it's all a learning curve you learn your body you learn about eating healthier you learn about you know, ingredients and all this thing, all these things. It isn't a perfect journey. At the very beginning, I didn't count calories. I didn't do anything. I was just eating cleaner and being more mindful of my portions. And that got me through the first few pounds. I definitely lost weight that way. But then it came a point where I was eating the same amount of food and, you know, still being super lenient, but I wasn't losing weight anymore. So I had to start being, all right, well, how many calories do I need to eat because mm -hmm. I mind you I was eating probably a few thousand calories a day which had me obese and then I reduced that but the more weight you lose your maintenance calories starts reducing right so I think I found myself in that situation where I plateaued so that's when I started weighing my food and counting calories and and logging everything and um I know a lot of people are against being not obsessed, like tracking things because it could right. be unhealthy for them. But um, you learn a lot that way. You learn, you know, what you're meaning, what you should be eating, because sometimes people are under eating, which is not good for their health and will cause them to really mess up their metabolism or people are overeating, which stops them from losing the weight. Right. So just really knowing the numbers and, and knowing how much you can eat really helps a lot. For me, I know for, uh, there was a point where I was under eating and it wasn't necessary. Like I 
could eat so much more and still lose weight. And I told that to people all the time. I have some family members who struggle with their weight and I see them start diets and they are not eating enough. I'm like, right. you are like almost 400 pounds. You can have a lot and still lose weight. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the thing. I think, you know, different things work for different people. But yeah. if they, but if you keep it simple, I mean, yeah. you did lots of research and things like that. But really, you know, you work out, you eat less, you eat whole foods, you know, as much as possible. And, you know, don't drink lots of sugary drinks. Really, yeah. it, it's not that, I mean, that aspect of it isn't that hard of course you know embarking on it can be and continuing mental and being yeah. committed you need the mental mm -hmm. strength but I think people overcomplicate it don't you yeah yeah for sure yeah they overcomplicate it and they just end up torturing themselves which doesn't make it sustainable right um, yeah that was my thing I had been there so many times like I had tried the keto diet and Oh my gosh, that was horrible. Now that I look at once I did the keto diet, I lost like what, 20 pounds on that. And then I wasn't able to go back on it because I hated it. It was so hard to try to stay in ketosis and no carbs. And then I've also tried just like regular no carb diet that sucked. So, you know, when I started this weight loss journey, I was like, no, I need to just be more realistic about it and still have mm -hmm. foods that I enjoy and make healthier options and have alternatives instead of cutting out entire food groups and just being way too restrictive because mm -hmm. that and didn't work for me all the, not eating all the time too because you know a lot of people or general generally speaking statistics show this is from study groups that people eat like constantly are putting food in their face over the course of the yeah. day 15 hours a day I mean that's a lot that doesn't give you gut time to rest so I think that's another yeah. thing and that's a you know that's not a particularly hard thing to do it's not cutting whole food groups out of the diet. It's not spending three hours in the gym. Just, you know, I'm not going to call it in a minute fasting because it's not that. It's just like don't mm -hmm. eat all the time. Hey, yeah. I think lots of it's just mindly, mindlessly, even if it's good stuff, you don't always need yeah. to be putting, shoveling food in your face. So would you, <laughs> yeah, and... would you have one top tip that you would then like to pretend potentially just to leave with people that, that are thinking or are on this journey themselves, what would your sort of one takeaway be for people to, to, um, to keep in mind? I think I have two. Go for it. Yep. So <laughs> not be too restrictive because it's just like I mentioned earlier, you're going to want to break free from that and it's going to set you back because you're going to want to end up eating everything. And the other one that I mentioned before is have, healthy food easily available to you because that will just make your life easier and it's going to make it possible for you to stay on on track because if you don't have healthy food available you're going to start scrambling and be like what what do I eat and to be honest fast food most of it is just not it's high calories all of it high in sodium high in sugar so having healthy food easily available to you okay meal prepping I have to I have to just add one in there too that people need to cook for themselves. That's another thing. I think yeah. that way, you know, what's in your food, you can get whole food and, you know, just, you have to get into cooking. I yeah. think people need to do yeah. that and move their body just a little bit at a time, mm -hmm. you know, 10 exactly. minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, and then work on that. But, you know, people that don't cook need to start cooking Stop. for themselves yeah I get a lot of comments all the time where people are like I don't have well I talked about it this week actually 
on my story, people are like, well, this must be easy for a single person, but I have like 15 kids and, and, you know, a job and all this stuff. And like, get up early. Don't sit watching TV. Don't scroll, get off your phone. (laughs) And I I hate to, I hate to get preachy, but then someone replied to me, they're like, look, like if you have two hours to scroll on your phone, you have two hours to cook something. Or somebody and said you know that. What? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I, I agree with that. I'm like, you yeah. can take at right. least an hour and make something. There's um, always, there's always those, you know, naysayers and, and, out yeah. there. People are, I think people sometimes, especially on the internet, they want it to see, and I try to make it as simple as, as I can, but at the end right. of the day, something like this is going to take effort on your behalf. It's going to right. take a lot of effort, a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. There is no yes, quick fix to losing weight. You have no. to commit and be it's a hard determined thing to do. and persevere. Yeah. So, you know, there is no just a little magic pill. Yeah. Um, listen in for next week's episode, which is going to be episode 57. We are talking about uh, focus and time management. How do you improve your time management and what does it take to become and stay focused? So you can get those tasks crossed off the never-ending to-do list. Be sure to visit LavoniaandSarah.com for show notes on today's episode and see below for the links to connect with us on Instagram and our YouTube channel where you can listen and watch us. You'll also find the links to Benji's social media below in our podcast notes. Benji, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much for being here. We really enjoyed it. You're an inspiration shining Thank you example you really of what really a person are. can achieve with like you know, with determination and commitment and we know that you're going to keep on inspiring others thanks for listening everybody bye for now bye <laughs>